You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. For more information about Dayton Christian Center, you can visit dcctx.church. Now let's join Pastor David Hilton for this week's message. I love it because worship isn't just singing and praising. Worship is our tithe. Worship is our time. And let me tell you something, that's going to become more intimate this year. I mean, all of that. I mean, it may be something where you gather up your family and you say, look, we're, 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 cause listen, we, we, we get kind of, you know, we got tithing online. Most everybody tithes online, but listen, it, it may be that before you do it online, you just get your family and say, Lord, we come and we thank you. We thank you because what happens is, is that it come, it becomes impersonal. Come on, are y'all with me? It just becomes something that we do online and it just becomes mechanical and we don't stop and think about that this is a form of worship that we should be doing. And so maybe we should just, maybe this year as a family, before you hit send or what click or however it works, I don't even know how that works, but however you do it, just as a family, say this is why we do this. To teach our kids this is why we do this and make it more intimate because we're not just worshiping an idol. Come on. So a lot of things are changing. In 2020, everybody is kind of uh, like in a waiting, like 2020 is about over. Oh my gosh. The title of my message is what's next? What's next? Yeah. See, 2020 was just to clear up our vision. That's what 2020 did. Because as we are going through 2020, getting in the layers are getting peeled back. What we're doing is, is we're starting to see the condition of our culture in politics and in the church. And so, we, we begin to see how far off in the church we have gotten from God's intent. And as these layers are getting peeled back, what we're finding out is that the church is actually set here on this earth to be a disruption to the kingdom of darkness of what's going on and what the kingdom of darkness has, tried to, has been trying to do over thousands of years. And so, as we get in here in America, here's, here's the sad thing about here in America, is, is there's churches on every corner in America, and yet no one's getting saved. And when I don't mean just, there's plenty of people walking up saying the prayer, come on, and joining a church, but they're just not getting saved. And because we, we don't, we, we think of saved as just going to heaven. We don't think of it as being delivered, healed, preserved, and made whole. That's the gospel of the kingdom, is delivered, made whole, preserved. Come on. That's what it means. And so there's churches on every corner in America and people aren't getting saved. They're joining a church, 
Come on, are y'all with me? See, we've seen a lot of changes in 2020. Commercials changed. How many of y'all noticed the commercials, how they've changed? Come on, Hallmark Channel's changed. Not change the storyline. Storyline's still the same. Same guy, same girl, hadn't seen each other 20 years, fall in love at Christmas and everything's good. That storyline hadn't changed. What's changed is the partners. Come on, man. Shopping's changed. Small businesses are changing. Media's changed. Travel's changed. Right? Everything's changed. And the church is changing too. See, it leaves you to wonder what's next in 2020. And I here's the and here's what I want to tell you. Don't be surprised that if that nothing changes in 2021. Don't be surprised if we still are going through because, oh man, what's, we're going to look at what's changing in the church. Look in 2 Corinthians 5.20. Paul says, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were entreating through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Listen, you have to look at what this word ambassadors means because the word ambassador is a resident representative of his or her own government. That's what that is. It's an, auth it's an, an authorized representative or messenger. That puts a whole nother spin on what we really are. Each one of us that says and follows and believes this gospel is an ambassador for the kingdom of God. We're not just a member of Christianity or a member of a church. Come on. See, there isn't going to be a new normal in the church. How many times y'all heard, oh, there's a new normal? This is the new norm. Well, there's not going to be a new normal. The only thing that's going to happen is there is a realignment and a correction in God's house. That's what's happening. It's a realignment and a correction of the original mandate and intent that God had for his people. And it's not to be a member of a denomination. Jesus did not come to invite you to be a Christian. He came to invite you to be a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. 
Come on. But see, it says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And we need to understand where it all went wrong. And we're going to have to have the courage to correct some old religious mindsets and that our spiritual ears have been dulled because that's what happens with religion. Religion dulls your spiritual ears from hearing because going forward as ambassadors, see, it's not going to be the old order of church anymore. Mark 3. Let's look at something. Mark chapter 3. Let me tell you all this too. <clears throat> I don't care what happens. We're not going to close the church again. <laughs> we're, just, we're just not. You know, at this point, we're just not doing it. So somebody will be here. It may just be Jack. But somebody. And, be, and Jim, the chief. But somebody will be here. All right? <clears throat> it might just be, never know. But somebody's going to be here. Mark chapter 3, verse 24. And if a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. Look what it says. That's pretty bold words. Will not be able to stand. He's talking about his house here. He's talking about the house of God. And because, and like I said, Jesus didn't come to invite us to be a Christian or join a denomination. Because what we've done is we've divided the house by doing that. And so the message was to be free from sin. That was Jesus' message, to be free from sin, to be saved, delivered, healed, made whole, to believe and see how good God our Father really is. And that's what always amazes me is how a lot of times what we've done is, is we've made God to be mad at us. By our guilt and condemnation preaching, we've made God out to be this mad guy at us. Come on. But he's not. And as ambassadors, we have to figure out how to relay this message of hope and love without condemning and making people feel more guilty. Come on, how many times have you ever sat in church and felt more guilty? Felt like, my God, I gotta get saved all over again. I mean, when I was growing up, I got saved three times. Finally, I just got tired. Just quit going to church. Luke chapter nine. Verse 46, and an argument arose among them as to which of them might be the greatest. This is his disciples. 
guys that have been with him, seeing miracles, seeing Jesus walk in to the worst possible situations of people's lives and fixing them and bringing hope and healing and making people whole. They heard out of Jesus's very own mouth, be whole. Not just healed them, said, go your way, be whole. Touching the worst in people's lives and fixing, come on. And here these guys are arguing over who's the greatest amongst them. Verse 47, but Jesus, knowing what they were thinking, in their heart took a child and stood him by, him, by his side and said to them, whoever receives this child in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives him who sent me. For he who is least among you, this is the one who is great. Now, I'm going to have to stop just for a minute and deal with this word receives. Because this word receive, it means to accept. It means to be a receptacle It means to be a receptacle or a container for. He who receives me. When we receive Jesus, we become a container for the Holy Spirit. Come on. We become a direct reflection of the kingdom of God. Put it that way. We become ambassadors. That's way more than just being a member. Come on. And he's saying whoever receives, whoever comes into possession... Now look what he says. And John answered and said, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name and we tried to hinder him because he does not follow along with us. Oh man. Jesus said, do not hinder him for he who is not against us is for us. Is for you. Listen, these guys, they were trying to form their own club. They were trying to to get the corner of the market here. Jesus is like, hey, man, if they're not against us, (laughs) right? Listen, here's what I want to tell you. The devil's a pervert. (laughs) Right? He is a pervert and he has perverted everything possible that you can pervert because he perverts the truth. That's what he does. He perverts the truth. And as over time we have seen, he has even perverted 
Listen, here's the deal. We're flesh. Every move of God, the devil comes and tries to pervert. Every, every move, he's going to try and pervert. And he's done pretty successful at it. And so here's a move that's happening, a ministry that is going forth, and it is, I mean, it is rolling. People are getting healed. People are getting set free. And the enemy comes immediately trying to pervert it. Come on. Look what Jesus, look what he said. And it came about when the days were approaching for his ascension that he resolutely set his face to go to Jerusalem. In other words, he, I mean, he, had, he was on a mission. And, he, and they did not receive him. And he had sent messengers, verse 52, and he sent messengers on ahead of him. And they went and entered a village of the Samaritans to make arrangements for him. And they did not receive him because he was journeying with his face toward Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, who were arguing over who was the greatest, <laughs> I added that part, saw this, <laughs> they said, Lord, you want us to call down fire and just wipe them out? <laughs> the disciples. Listen, they were becoming so Pharisaic so pious and so religious. Come on. Look what Jesus says. But he turned and rebuked them. You do not know what kind of spirit you are of. He's saying, boys, you're listening to the wrong thing. Your flesh is rising up here and it is getting in your way. And it's not going to stop me from doing what I'm called to do. But you don't understand what's going on here. It sounds good. Here's the king of glory. Here, listen, they were caught up in this religious thing of wanting to do something for. Come on. Instead of understanding, hey, we're with him. And this is what he's doing. Look what he says. He says, for the son of man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them, to deliver, to heal, and to make whole. That's what Jesus came to do. That's the message of the kingdom, that there's a new authority in town and that when you receive me, the devil has no hold to keep you in bondage to shame, rejection, your past, all the mistakes, all the failed expectations. Listen, he says, my peace I'll even give to you. Come on. That's, see, that's more than just saying, hey, I'm going to say this prayer and then I'm going to join this church and become a member. And then I'm going to sit and do nothing. Come on. 
but I am going to allow the Holy Spirit to work in my life. Look here. Without the person of the Holy Spirit, God's presence, at work within us and with us, we get very religious. And religion is what divides the body. That's what divides the body. Instead of the presence which brings us together as one under the headship of Jesus Christ. That's what the church is. is. The church is one under the headship of Jesus Christ. It's not all these different divided denominations. Is that right? That's my mathnasium guy. See, that's division. Christ came to bring us together as one. 2 Corinthians 6, 1 tells us, and working together with him, with Jesus, we also urge you to receive, to not, not to receive the grace of God in vain. See, a lot of times we can receive the grace of God in vain and it just be a religious thing that we've done. Look in Hebrews chapter 5. <laughs> I love it. See, that's parenting. Parenting. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11. Concerning him, we have much to say. Concerning, concerning him, we have much to say, and it is hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, what is right in action or deed. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. In other words, we're not accustomed to being told this is what right alignment looks like. This is what you're going to have to do. And so what happens is, is immorality runs rampant in the house. And there's nobody saying, hey, this is what's right. This is wrong. You can't act like that. No, that's stupid thinking. This, come on. And so a wrong spirit gets in and it starts dividing the church. Right? Well, my grandmother's cooked the Christmas turkey for 20 years over there, and they just let this new woman come in here and cook the Christmas turkey. And next thing you know, you got a church split over a Christmas turkey. I want to call down fire. That woman ain't supposed to cook the Christmas turkey. I don't like the color of that paint. I don't care if you don't like the color of the paint. 
I'm colorblind and it doesn't matter to me and that's what they picked. We didn't vote. <laughs> huh? We're not forming a committee on what the floor should look like or what it shouldn't look like. Because when as soon as you form a committee, you've done delayed your project. Uh-uh. We'll paint it, and then we'll paint it later. Right? Oh, man. And it's the petty, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. And we don't understand that there is a spirit driving this that's not the Holy Spirit. Come on. So the elementary teachings... But solid food is for the mature who because of practice have their senses trained to discern good and evil. Come on. That, that's what gets me the most about most church folk is they don't discern what spirit is driving. Come on. And they don't recognize that there is an enemy that's trying to come in and divide. See, because our war is not with flesh and blood. It's not on who gets to cook the Christmas turkey. <laughs> Come on. It's not. But we've made it about those little bitty things. And we haven't learned to discern good or evil because we're just stuck on the very elementary principles of the gospel. Look in Hebrews 6, 1. Very next Line. Therefore, leaving the elementary teachings about the Christ, let us press on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God of instructions about washing and laying on of hands and the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. Those are elementary principles about laying on of hands, about the resurrection of the dead. See, and we never get to work on us, on our godly character. See, when we started making members, we quit making disciples. Discipline. See, and the devil perverts everything. And when he perverted the very fact that we have to mature in the body of Christ, we have to learn how to get along. We don't always get along. Not everybody in here is going to get along. But we have to learn how that our differences is what makes us stronger. Come on, y'all hear what I'm saying? That, and that's what always kind of grates on me about cowboy churches. Because that's all we are. That's all we're going to be. That's all we're going to do. We're just Baptist. We're just Catholic. We're just Presbyterian. All we did was learn to make one more denomination. Right? All we did was learn how to divide the body again. And that's what's just so sad to me is we haven't figured out how all our differences is really our strength. Come on. 
that's what makes us, that's what makes DCC DCC, is that we are all different. There's every walk of life in here. And you know what? Over the years, we have become, we like it. We all like being different. <laughs> but dead works. See, these folks were doing stuff for God. They were doing stuff. They were going about doing stuff and they got real religious and they got real dull of hearing because all they did, they, they just had a form of godliness. And they just become real religious and just doing the same old thing over and over. And next thing you know, they just, they couldn't even, they weren't even mature enough to handle the meat of the gospel. They weren't mature enough to be able to take the discipline to say, man, that, that's, that's not right. Because that, that's the sad thing nowadays is a pastor doesn't have the authority to really discipline the people that need discipline, which is mostly the pastor's deacons. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you. The word maturity here in the Greek is goal or purpose. See, it's about moving forward and achieving the goal and purpose that God has set for us and that we are going to go through a process of maturing. And everybody's going to be on different levels. So it doesn't matter who's greatest or who's the least or who's... None of that matters. What matters is, is that you're in this process and that you are maturing and moving forward and not just sitting there doing nothing. And listen, and here's what I want to tell you. Is a lot of times what I like to do is, is I like to connect people in the body. It's not that we need you. We, we, we need you. Let me just say, <laughs> we need you, but you need to be connected. You need a job in the body of Christ in God's house. There needs to be something that you're doing to keep you connected. And when you start thinking, well, I just, this is, you know, coming. No, you need to be connected because it helps you serve, which is going to help you mature. Come on, are y'all with me? And that's what helps you fulfill the mandate as an ambassador is doing something. See, when we made church about decisions, it became about members. And when you make church about, because remember how you used to always hear, oh, we had several decisions this month. <laughs> right? Y'all remember all that. Some of y'all may not, thank goodness. But that we used to be the word. Oh, we've had several decisions. No, that implies you had something to do with this. Let me tell you something. You ain't had nothing to do with this. Jesus hung on the cross and you accept that and receive that. Come on. See, and that's how we got all jacked up into thinking we have to do something and jump through all these hoops when you don't. 
Because you can't do nothing to fix you. You can't do anything to fix you. I don't care how many goats, sheep, turtle doves that you kill and sacrifice and burn, you can't do anything. The Bible already proved that. But God sent his son to die for all that we may all die with him and live in him. Come on now. And now we are direct reflectors. Now we are direct representatives of the kingdom of God walking in the full power and authority of God Almighty. And yet the devil has tried to pervert even that. Listen, there's some places they will not talk about the Holy Ghost. And you can't do anything without the Holy Ghost. Because if you're trying to do church without the Holy Ghost, you're trying to fix yourself. You're just making decisions. Instead of accepting everything that God did for you. Come on, man. And let me tell you, the church going forward is not just going to be a church. It's going to be an, a group of ambassadors for the kingdom of God. Who are walking in the authority and power of the kingdom of God. Who are delivering Healing, come on. Setting people free. And people who are getting in right alignment with the kingdom of God. Maturing. See, we lost sight of what Jesus came to do. See, purpose is different because it keeps you connected in God's house. See, once you realize there is a purpose for you to be here, you're not just here by accident. You're not just here because, oh man, I feel like I need to go to church. No, that's not why you're here. You're here for a purpose. You're here to get connected. And at some point, somebody's coming to you and going to put a demand on you. <laughs> Come on. And saying, we need you. Because we do. We need everybody. We need each other. Listen. When you come in here with the intent, I'm going to worship God. You don't understand what that's doing to the per person next to you. Because of you, somebody next to you are going to get ministered to. Because you've said, Lord, I'm here to worship you. And you don't understand what it means when somebody else sees you worship. I came in here having a horrible day, but when I seen your smiling face, man, it just changed everything about who I am. You are needed in this body. Somebody had a crappy week. Come on. And they come in and see your smiling face and it ministers to them. 
you just reflected what the hope of glory in the kingdom is all about. See, every person in here is vital to each other's encouragement. Come on. See, you have a purpose here. It's not just to come and, no, yours is to come. And there may be a day you need to come in here. Listen, you don't know what your worship is doing for the person next to you. Come on. <laughs> when Aaron is on that piano and he stops playing and picks his hands up, when I see Nick Morrison stop playing and lift his hands up, when I, come on, y'all hear me, when I turn around and Jack's on his face, you don't know what that does for me. Thank y'all. When I look and see people coming and opening up and worshiping in spirit and truth, when you humble yourself to be vulnerable before God, man, you don't know what that does. It encourages me. Thank you for being obedient to come, to pour your heart out to a God who can fix you. Come on, man. See, that's church. Church ain't coming in, getting your little program, sitting there and everything going, sing through songs, sit down, sit down, take up an offer, good one, and uh, see you later at noon. Come on, I like when a curveball comes in our church service. I like when we do things different. I like when the Holy Spirit says, whoop, today, boys, we're going to call an audible. We're, here's where we're going. Come on, are y'all hearing me? That's how church ought to be. Because we serve a God that can do that. Matthew 13, 15, Jesus says, for the heart of this people has become dull. He's echoing what Isaiah said. He said, this, the heart of this people has become dull and with their ears they scarcely hear and they have closed their eyes. Well, let me tell you something. 2020 has opened everybody's eyes. When, Jesus, when God, in Hebrews, when God said, I, once again, I will shake everything. Let me tell you something. That shaking is what's opened everybody's eyes of the condition of our culture in America. Because I'm telling you, there's nothing hidden anymore. I mean, you got the Speaker of the House going, hey, we're not voting for that because we don't want to give him a win. Used to, they kept that secret because they didn't want you to think they were playing politics. Nowadays, it's just out in the open. Come on, the intentions of their heart is wide open. See, religion makes us dull of hearing and full of ourselves, which brings us to where we are spiritually in this country. Matthew 24, 10, Jesus says, there will be a falling away. And then it goes on to say in 14, the message of the kingdom shall be preached as a witness to all the nations. In other words, the authority, the rule, the dominion over darkness is going to be preached. That's what he said. 
and we're seeing that. We, we've seen this shift for several years now that the message of the kingdom, of the rule and the authority, and here's what's crazy is, is we've got a falling away and awakening going on at the same time. That's what's amazing about God. There is a falling away and there's an awakening all at the same time. And it's so exciting. And the problem is the falling away is a bunch of people who are so religious, they, you know, they, and, and they've just walked away, but then they're going to awaken to the truth of the gospel, of the good news. Let me tell you, people are tired of being condemned and guilty ridden. Come on. 9-11 showed us that. Churches were full after 9-11. And they went back and they heard the same guilt and condemnation preaching and they all left again. They said, man, look, there's more to this. And now we've got, and over the last 20 or 30 years, we've had the word of faith coming in. Kenneth Hagin and, and those guys, man, they, they started in Kenneth Copeland and the word of faith. And, and yes, I'm telling you that there's been, there's been stuff that's broke out of that that's been all flesh. I'll be the first to tell you. But let me tell you something. The word of faith is the word of faith. The word of prosperity. Man, God wants you prosperous. God wants you prosperous. Listen, the, a prosperous word is peace made whole. Let me tell you, God don't care if you drive a Cadillac or a Toyota or a Datsun or whatever. He don't care. Some of y'all don't even know what a Datsun is. <laughs> Tells you how old I am. God don't care what kind of vehicle you drive or don't drive. But he wants you to be at peace, to rest in him. That's what he wants. And now we've got, a, we've got, I'm telling you, we've got words of encouragement coming. Joel Osteen is telling us how to live. He's telling us that God is for us. God loves us. And what is it? You know who's hammering him? Church folk. That's who's hammering him. Church people. Lauren Daigle goes on the Ellen DeGeneres show and the, who lashed out at her? The church. Not God's church, but the church is on all the corners. Lashed out at Lauren Daigle because she went on Ellen DeGeneres. Do you know the first place Jesus would go if he came back right now? You know, you know he would be more welcome on her show than in a mainstream denomination? Let me tell you something. That's why Paul kept getting kicked out, thrown in jail, beat up. And he pushed through all of that. Paul's whole ministry was 2020. Right? Paul's whole ministry. <laughs> and yet he considered it all just for God's glory. 
Come on. Acts 28. Paul stayed two full years in his own rented quarters and was welcoming all who came to him. Look what verse 31 says. Preaching the kingdom of God. He didn't go in there and say, hey, join my, join my church. It's not what he did. He went in there and he welcomed all. Didn't matter if you was Greek, Jew, slave. It didn't matter. Welcomed them all and preached the kingdom. God's dominion, rule, and reign over our lives, not the devil. The saddest thing, and I think in our ministry of traveling all over this United States is how many people that we've gone into churches and nobody's ever dealt with those who are hurting. Nobody had enough discernment to deal with the hurt that was happening in the churches. And people would come to church Sunday after Sunday and not get delivered, set free. And it happens over and over and over. The message of the kingdom is that you don't have to try to fix you. When you commit to Jesus, he commits to you. He, he doesn't leave you. Yeah, because I'm telling you, Jesus says, I'll never leave you, you know, forsake you, right? How many times have I tried to walk off? I'll admit it. Come on, anybody else brave enough to admit it? How many times have you just wanted to walk off? Say, I'm tired of doing this. I'm tired of trying to be good. I'm tired of trying to do this, and I'm tired of getting crapped on. Boy, that woke everybody up. I'm tired of this process. I'm tired of bad things happening. I'm tired. You know, where's this good stuff going to happen? God, are you even real? God, are you even out there? God, do you even love me? Let me tell you what God's after. A broken heart and a contrite spirit and God will not deny it. When you get to the bottom of yourself and you figure out you can't fix you, get ready. Because as soon as you turn loose, he can fix you. But as long as you got a hold of you and the devil can talk in your ear and lie to you, you'll keep receiving those same lies until you start reading about who you are and what God did to set you free and how he came to fix us and how he made us to be great and to be loved and to walk in peace. Come on, are y'all hearing me? And it doesn't matter what happened in your past or all the failures you've done in the past, he still loves you. <laughs> Man, is God good?
See, that's the message of the kingdom. That was God's intent to tell you who you really are. You are his child and you are loved by him. And he wants nothing but the best for you. And so all the guilt and all the condemnation, it's just not there. That's from the devil, right? That's what Corinthians tells us. Guilt and condemnation is from the enemy. See, the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. Man, that's wrong. That's what keeps you out of bright alignment with the kingdom of God and that authority and that dominion working in your life. Now, if you'll change that character and come in right alignment and receive, come on, everything changes. See, look in John chapter 4. Everybody knows the story of the woman at the well, right? The woman was at the well. Jesus came by himself. He asked the Samaritan woman for a drink of water. Started this conversation with her about the living water. And then it says in verse 23... Jesus is telling her, an hour is coming and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people, the Father seeks to be his worshipers. Here's what her guilt was. It wasn't that she had five husbands and the guy she was shacked up with wasn't. Now, that's not, that wasn't the problem. The problem was she was worshiping God like he was an idol. She was just worshiping the God of the land. Come on, does that make sense? Let me, let me put, let me try to bring this she was worshiping a God that she wasn't, didn't grow up being taught the teachings, the, see, they used to, they would, during the sacrifices, they would reenact the sacrifices they would, re, they, they would reenact Abraham and Isaac. They would tell the story of Adam and Eve and how sin, they, they would do all of this in their house. I mean, they would, from the very beginning, they would teach the children, listen, God is not just an idol. God is somebody that wants a personal relationship with you. God is not just something out there that's a golden calf or something that you can make with your hands. Come on. But what this Samaritan was worshiping was the God of the land. She did not know him. She loved God. 
She just didn't know him. She loved God. She knew she had to worship something. But she didn't know the whole story of who God was, what he did with these people, what he, this were his people. And come on, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Is this starting to make sense? Because here's the deal. We've got the same thing going on in America. We got a lot of people that love God. They just don't know him. They don't know the history. We have a whole generation that when you tell them, hey, you need to be saved, they say, from what? They don't even know why they need to be saved. Because they've got choice and preference and I can be whatever I want to. I can be a horse if I want to be a horse. Come on. They don't even know that there's a trespass, that there's sin, and therefore they're confused. We got 74 different genders. That's confusing. God only made one and two, man, woman. See, that ain't confusing, but you got to go back to history to creation. So see, we have this going on in America. Here's the greatest, man, I'm telling you, it was a revelation. Duck Dynasty. Who watched Duck Dynasty? Everybody, in, listen, we live in redneck country. Everybody watched Duck Dynasty. You know what the phenomenon was? And that we had a, a lady, a producer lady come. They wanted to do some filming because Duck Dynasty was out at the end of their kind of, they were running out of stories with Duck Dynasty and they were, you know, things were looking for a place to replace something like that. And we did so many different things, you know, with the bulls and catching cows and ministering to people and, and, uh, and I told that lady, I, the producer lady, she come from New York. They were doing some filming. I said, I said, look, I'm not going to do anything to make cowboys look stupid. I'm just not going to do it. And that's what they wanted to do. They try to pit the boys against each other and, you know, different, trying to do different scenarios and stuff. And, and finally, I, I told that lady, I said, I said, look, I said, here's what you don't understand that I do. Is that we have five fleshly senses. And those programs and those kind of things, the reality deals, all, all of that is geared to your fleshly senses. To be entertainment. I mean, we were in the entertainment business for years, rodeo, and it's just entertainment. And our, the slogan was, we'll sell you a ticket for a whole seat, but you're only going to need the edge of it. If you didn't make that rodeo exciting, people could go home and they got 900 channels to be entertained. So what, you, what that entertainment is, it's appealing to your fleshly senses. That's where the devil works. But what Duck Dynasty did was, is they went to the heart of man. 
and they reached down past our flesh and they made it cool to love God again. They made it cool to bow your head and pray. They made it cool. You can be a man and love God. And this woman didn't understand that. But what that did was, is that opened the door for people to start opening their heart, not only to be cool to love God, but to knowing. And so what I'm telling you is, as ambassadors going forward, we have the most awesome opportunity to start telling people who they're worshiping. This is why we worship. This is why worship is not just coming and singing three songs, but it's also doing, coming to the house of God. Worship is paying your tithe. Worship is giving of your time and connecting to the house and serving people. That's worship. Worship is loving the unlovable. Come on, worship is, is, is being Jesus in the grocery store. Worship is being God on your jobs. Come on. See, for too long, we've let the devil tell us, oh, you can't minister. You don't, you don't know enough to be able to minister. You, you, you're just, you, you just got saved. No. What I'm telling you as ambassadors... As you leave here, the authority and power goes with you. Come on. It never leaves you. And Jesus died for all that we may all die to ourselves and live in him. And that living starts here. Not when you go to heaven. Living starts now. Come on, are y'all with me? Y'all stand. So what's next? So what's next? Here's what's next. A more intimate walk with him. To know him. To dig in his word. To get to know him. Because the more you know him, the more you're going to know who you are the more you're going to know what you're here to do. The more you're going to see, come on, man. Listen, the more you know him, the more you recognize your mate. Because if that guy that doesn't come to you and he doesn't have any self-control, peace, come on, faithfulness, come on, y'all want faithfulness, see those are fruits of the spirit that a man needs to have and the only place to get it is right here. 
the gospel. You can be. Man, so what's next? Body of Christ as ambassadors for the purpose of the kingdom. That's what's next. That's what's next. It'll be a faceless army. It won't matter what title you got. It won't matter what you're doing, what positions. <laughs> Come on, are y'all hearing me? We're just ambassadors reflecting the heart of God. That's what's next. Father, we come to you. We come to you and we thank you, Lord, that we're going to be a people that reflect the heart of God. That you came not to destroy men's lives, but to fix them. To save them. Lord, we thank you that that mandate is going to go forth from here today. And Lord, that what's next in 2021, it doesn't even matter what comes down the pike. That does not change our focus. It does not change our walk, not one bit. It doesn't change where we're going. doesn't change what we're going to do. Father, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Come on, y'all give the Lord a hand. We love y'all and we will see you next week. And don't forget them kids. Thank you for listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more, you can subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. If you would like to give towards our ministry, there are giving options available at dcctx.church. Thanks again for listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast.